Double Luigi Primo. And you're checking out the Three Counter Podcast. I'm in fashion, roll with compassion. Welcome, everybody, to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring, and I'm your host. Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you all time mountain called wrestling. And by our 290 something episode, I would just think you would be saying it now, right? I am your Sherpa. Because, like every great Sherpa and your tribal chief, you should just acknowledge me. But, like every great chief, like I like to think I am, it's never about me, but it's about who's in the ring. So, who's entering the ring today? This man comes to us from AEW. He comes to us from Warrior. He comes from Texas Wrestling, RCW, Heavy Metal, Hurricane Pro, CSW. He is an artiste. He is a baller. He is the man who makes all of the greatest pizzas that it should be illegal. He is Luigi Primo. I'm Luigi Primo. And I make the best pizza. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. I'm so hyped about this. Like, on a level of, like, excited that I don't think I've been on in time, but I am very appreciative to come for show. It's my pleasure. I'm happy to be here on this uh, Wednesday night. I just got back from uh, I just got back from, from my travel since the last weekend yesterday morning. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. That's awesome. So I guess where I really want to start this whole thing off is, who is Luigi Primo? You asked me a very excellent question, or Clifford or Red Dog. Uh, Luigi Primo is, is me, Luigi Primo, and I make a best pizza. But not only do I make a good pizza, I also arrest. And in fact, my, my numero... One skill is not only a wrestling, not only making a pizza, but combining those things in the ring. So, uh, for instance, I mirror the pizza making a process in the ring. Uh, so I bevel my opponent down with a snapmare and I give them a trapezius a claw. That's like a, a kneading the dough. And then I throw mm-hmm. them down and then I give them maybe an elbow drop or a senton. And that's the topping the pizza. So all of these moves are reflections of the pizza making a process. Oh, I love it. I love the fact that you can include so much of, like, making a pizza into just beating your opponents. I feel like that's that's a, little, that's a lost art in storytelling. That's all right. So, you know, maybe I come off uh, the middle rope or the top rope, and that's uh, putting it in the oven, I, I say. Uh, and so, you know, I go for the pin, maybe they kick out, so the pizza's not done. You got to cook it for a longer, so maybe I go a higher up to the top rope and I give them another one, and uh, it still doesn't work. So then uh, finally, the final thing I need to do to finish the pizza is the pizza cutter, which is typically the last move I do in, in the match. <laughs> I love it. I love every minute of it. So... How did you get into wrestling? Because I would feel like there's two different worlds of like making pizza and getting to wrestling. Like, how did you get into this? So, uh, in 2013, my friend Jared, he had a birthday party 
where it was a, the idea was that for his birthday every year in his 20s, he wanted to have an increasingly dangerous birthday parties so that when he had turned a, a, a 40, he would die at his birthday. So, you know, before uh, we had, he had a birthday party where, uh, you know, everybody would a, a race on a go-karts. And then in the next year, he had a birthday where everybody would bring a power tools. And so, and then one year he wanted to have a birthday where everybody would uh, pretend to be a wrestlers and to a wrestle. And that was, of course, the Jared Mania 28, his 28th birthday party. And so we came and uh, we did a wrestling. And so it, it was a, such a success, though, that we decided to start our own wrestling promotion, not really knowing how to uh, do a pro wrestling, mind you. We just uh, built a ring and did it in the backyard. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people had a, had a fun time. So we kept doing it. And then uh, we, we actually ended up becoming by far the most popular wrestling promotion in, in Texas, to where eventually there was like a 2,000 of people coming to our shows. And uh, at awesome. that point, yeah, at that point, we actually, some people started paying attention and we actually met some people in a wrestling and some of us uh, began actually a training. And so then I, I started the training and uh, becoming on an India wrestler. And meanwhile, I was also making a pizza I was also cooking a pizza. So it it got to the point where I, every day I was making a pizza. I was training as a wrestler and I was going to the gym. So the gimmick was a shoot. I was literally a pizza chef wrestler every day of my life. That was my whole life. And it was a, mostly an accident. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of work to do to be like, to make pizzas to wrestle and then also be in a gym and keep all things kind of like flowing together. I know a lot about that, especially with me, because my shoot job, like I'm a personal trainer. So I'm always like helping other people in the gym and then I got to do my own workouts. And then like, I have to still go train for wrestling and then, you know, doing shows and like doing a podcast. Right. So it's like, I uh, totally understand about the whole world of uh, time management and how crazy it can be. Yeah, that's it. That's the real art of uh, doing a wrestling is you have to, uh, yeah, like you say, you, you balance not only your time, but your recovery. I'm sure you know this well as a personal trainer for uh, you, you know, you have to have a recovery from uh, working out in the ring, from uh, doing a cardio, from uh, lifting weights, because, uh, you know, for me, I, you know, maybe a soma people are able to, but, but I can't uh, hit, you know, PRs. And uh, do a blow up a drills at the same a day, you know. I I need to have to be very careful with it and have my diet dialed in, which uh, I was doing a pretty good at this year. I had a pretty rigorous training. Um, actually, since I blew up the travel, that's what was made it hard with, especially a hard with the uh, to get the training dialed in because, uh, you know having to uh, travel every weekend it, it messes up kind of my sleep and uh so it's a tougher for me to uh, train consistently yeah i know like uh, a lot of people once they like once the momentum starts building it is super hard to keep a routine going and keep things like in line right because you know like every great pizza you gotta have balance right but i know like you know even talk with people like kid bandit right kid always talked about how the travel like just going in like six different time zones within like three different days and you're just like your whole body just shuts down you're just like you know what 
rest day today. And then you wake up and you're like, I slept for 18 hours and I didn't realize it. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. Assuming that you don't get a hurt and you don't get a sick, then yeah, you need to build it in just at least a one a day to a, to a chill and to a recover. I know some of people can't manage to get in the gym on the road. I guess probably once I'm used to this, so because, uh, you know, I'm used to wrestling a lot, but uh, like you would say with the different time zones, I'm I'm not a used to doing like a flyouts every week. That's like a new, usually I'd only fly somewhere a couple times a month. So like uh, I put it, you know, stay up all night before the flight. But now it's important that uh, I make sure that the, the pizza that I'm making with my sleep is a, not something that I'm a rushing out of the oven. I got to make sure. I'm getting a cooked all the way. But I think once I, I get in the flow of this, because I, I only really blew up in a in a September. So it's only been a, like a few months. So I'm, I'm mm -hmm. hoping, you know, after a, a couple, another month of it, I'm, I'm hopefully getting the hang of it so that I can uh, get back to a, being being a healthy instead of a being a frazzled all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I understand. I understand that a lot. Uh, so I know everyone, every every wrestler has one of these. So I'm very curious about yours, right? Sometimes you have errors, and sometimes you just make stuff that doesn't work, right? But what's the worst bump you've taken? Yeah, that's a good question. What is the worst bump I've taken? Okay, let me let me think. Uh, worst a bump I've taken. I uh. You know, I've I've uh, I've taken some iffy power bombs, and I think it's been it, it hasn't really been anything of of what the other person hasn't done. It's just a maybe, you know, maybe I just have it or protected on myself properly. So I've uh I've hit on my head a couple of times on those, and that usually messes me up for uh about a you know four to ten days, even if it doesn't hit that hard. So so now so like sometimes I've uh, maybe like over rotated. Um, but now basically, unless I know exactly how it's going to feel, like it's a power bomb, a specific one that I've been taking before, I just did, I just do that just because sometimes, you know, I just am not quite physically strong enough to, to, uh, to protect. So I just, just to do that, even though it's an, it's a kind of a corny to do, but, uh. So yeah, I've been hitting my head on a couple of those. What? I'm trying to think of another a weird one. Okay, this yeah, this was a weird one. Like we have the place I train, they have this uh, the ring the beginners to learn on, which is a really unforgiving. And uh, I actually hadn't been trained in that ring. I had trained somewhere else. So we were doing a hip tosses, and like I did something where like I I you know I came down a little bit on my heel, which is a, not really a problem in most rings, but this ring was a, so punishing that it uh it my heel hurt for six weeks after that but it was good because i was like you know from then on it was made sure i kept my feet flat and uh you know obvious obviously you don't want to hit your feet at all but like sometimes you know it's not a perfect but yeah that that one was a was a little bit of wonky uh oh i took a um i was in this other match and uh i took this a move that was a like uh the two guys gave me a uh, like a reverse hip toss, but then they caught me and swung me around, so I landed a flat, um, and I was fine except for that I uh, 
I came down sort of an elbow at first, and so now this elbow pretty much is just a smashed. It's just a different shape. Um, and if I feel around in there, it, it kind of hurts. But it was just, it's just a one thing. That's why it's just. But it just. I mean, normally I don't. I don't land like that. Normally, you know, you 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 land kind of like this to protect your elbows. But I didn't know what was happening. They kind of just cut me into it. So I just. Bah! I just had to catch it really fast and. You know, this elbow just got slightly out of position. So every time I wrestled those guys mm. from then on, I put on elbow pads just just in a case, even though I usually don't land like that. That explains that explains because I have seen you in some matches with elbow pads and other matches with not. I, yeah, so now I, that I kind of explains a little I, bit of everything. I, I don't really like how they look, but depending on you know what am I gonna do in that match, like I might I might have come out with the elbow pads, or if it's uh yeah. Or if I have to train, or if it's like a ring that I know is a sketchy, I'll, uh, I'll use the elbow pads. That's like the biggest thing. So you were talking about taking power bombs, and you're like always like pulling your head up with your arms and protecting your neck. Mick Foley did that all the way up to the E, and like out of retirement. So by all means, like protect yourself. Did <laughs> he? Tough. Yeah. I know, that, that he ever... was, I know that he was the master of it, taking the power bomb just where he's just head, just a hit. Like, did, didn't he do that? Didn't he do that with Vader on the outer side where like a uh, Vader gave me a power bomb and his head just went back. Yeah. Like but if, on you, the, if you watch him, like when he, takes... he like did it like a twice. And if, if you watch him on uh like when he takes back body drops and stuff like that, he's always like, He'll always do this thing. Like, he's always, like, tucking his chin, like, pulling his head in and stuff like that. It's, yeah. It was something that it got brought to my attention because I, I used to not do it. But, okay. Because I was like, nah, nah, nah. It's cool. I'm, I do it. And then I saw him, and I was like, I'm doing what yeah. he's doing because that guy's That's crazy. A legend. Because, because for a while, I know he, he took, in, in his younger career, like, the bump he took, he would just hit the back of his head. Like, that was his special. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that at some point, he just decided, like, because yeah, that that will kill you over time. That that will at best case scenario that gives you a mild traumatic brain injury. Like every time I just touch the, I mean, I can get a punch in the face and it's not good, but it's fine. But if I just tap the back of my head on a bump, I'm, I'm gone for like a week. I'm not of myself. It 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 scrambles my brain. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, that that's a good to know. So yeah, normally I I protect myself on it like that for you know. If it's, uh, you know, some people, they very strong and they throw a very a flat a German uh, and there's some people, you know, but, uh, but, but if it's just somebody's grabbing me for the German, I don't know what's coming. So it's a, uh, I'm going to pull my head in. Yeah. It's funny. Cause you talk about German. Cause that's definitely something I talk about with like other wrestlers is how to throw a good German suplex. And a lot of people think you get, you're supposed to get like these high arcs and stuff. I'm like, no, it's. The flatter, the better. Like, just stay level to the ground. It's always, it's safer, it's quicker, and you can still throw just as much impact. And, you know, someone who agreed with me is Alex Kane, who was like, dude, you throw great suplexes, or Germans. I'm like, I appreciate it, because I was an amateur wrestler, and I have learned how to throw these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Have you ever seen a ACH's deadlifted German? Yes. <laughs> yeah, he... he... I don't know if you noticed this, but he takes a bump on his chest. His head extends up flat past his neck. His 
chest hits the mat, and then his head comes through, and he goes on his head. It looks like he's a breaking his neck in half, but he has this flexibility that I don't understand. Yeah, this is so he, crazy. Hey, he, hey, there's a reason why they call him super. <laughs> I, right? Yeah, he he is a, certainly a super athlete. So, listen. Uh, one of my favorite questions to ask a lot of people too, right, is what's one of the hardest lessons you've had to learn being in the wrestling business? Mm. It, I think it kind of goes back to uh, to that same thing about it getting hurt and a learning to protect yourself. And this is a lesson that I keep learning. In fact, it's a uh, you have to you have to be careful and you have to uh, not do things you are not comfortable with and not put yourself at a risk unnecessarily. For instance, uh, I was doing a mocap in a motion capture for this video game in New Hampshire on a Monday. And th there's a class, there's some students there. And so I had a little break. And so of course, while we have the break, I'm, I'm doing stuff with them and I'm gonna show off. And so I did a, a quarter roll out. I was showing them how I wanted to do like a, a suicida con hilo. And, but I did kind of a little one where I just caught myself in a quarter roll of the apron. And normally it's a fine. I just land on my feet, but my heel came down and it slammed the, uh, the garter rail. Cause I'm not used to there being a garter rail here. And I, you know, I thought I, I thought I broke my foot. It's fine. It's just a bruise, but like it, it hurt for the rest of the day. And I couldn't really go full throttle, but, um, so, and, uh, Every time I try to do something in a situation I'm not comfortable with, I usually get a hurt. And I usually, it just, you know, goes towards this. I'm hoping eventually I will be wise enough to not make these decisions that are getting me a hurt. Because it's <laughs> so frustrating, a traveling and a trying to live this life when you're hurt, especially if it's something stupid. I mean, you know, if it's something like, you took this a crazy a bump and you're a sore. It's like, okay, that makes a sense. But if it's like something where <laughs> you, you were like, I wonder what would have happened if I, if I, if we did a, a back body drop, you know, uh, off of this, a wood and a pallet onto this, a motorcycle. I think I could have taken that a move like, you know, and then I'm a hurt because uh, it's, it, I feel it dumb. So I guess like developing that intuition that it says, don't do that. Don't do that a move. Because, you know, sometimes <laughs> also, also, so, you know, somebody might, you might be in the ring and somebody's going to do something. And uh, I don't know if you've experienced, sometimes I experience this where I get sort of a fatalistic feeling where I'm like, I don't care. Where, where you're into that a moment and you're like, I don't care. I'm going to die. And like, you just do whatever. <laughs> and you're just a flail and a flop. Like, in that situation, you have to develop the discernment to be like, oh, and then, you know, back your elbow, you know, fish around, to do something else. Get to where you can do a different thing rather than just being like, I don't care what happens. You have to develop that. So so that's a, the thing that I'm getting better at that I'm hoping to, to get even better at so that I get a hurt even less. <laughs> Because it's, Yo, you know, I 100%. Yeah, because nobody is out to, uh, you know, go, go into, you know, nobody's out to, like, do anything bad in the ring. Every, we are all just trying to create a good wrestling. But, uh, 
it's really like we ourselves sort of sometimes hurt ourselves by, a, you know, overextending and not being a mindful of what's happening. Yeah, that was a, I learned that lesson of like finding that comfortability. I was working a match uh, for the wrestling open in Massachusetts and like, it's a move I hadn't taken before. And so like, I was trying to work with the person, but I was also kind of stiff because I was also kind of nervous because like you're in this new environment. Like first, like for people who know, like they've been watching the show long enough. Like I live in Maryland. I'm up in Massachusetts. It's a whole different region. There's a whole different crowd. You're in a whole new venue. You're working with a person that you're semi-familiar with, but you're not really familiar with them because you never really worked with them before. And then they want to hit you with their finisher and you've seen them do it numerous times. So you know how good they are with it. And then I ended up just blowing it and just getting like I got dropped pretty high on my shoulders. Like I was still able to keep my chin tucked and just stay safe. But but I was like learned. So sorry, you were caught out. You cut out. Did it hurt you? Just like no. I I missed the upshot on that because you cut out. Did it hurt your shoulder? No, I ended up. I ended up being safe. Like. Okay. He's yeah. He's one of the one of the best. Uh, but yeah, it, you know, one thing that one of my friends told me too was like, dude, it's okay to say no if you don't know how to do a move or how to take a move. Just say no, and then you know, keep it moving. I was like, no, I wanted to know how pride. I got. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to show your weakness, and you don't want to be a vulnerable but yeah you got to learn how to work in those situations and yeah like i said you know they're they're geeing you up for whatever and then you just gotta you know reverse it and get into a different situation which is uh yeah it's 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 tough but uh but yeah i think uh getting getting a more calm and collected in the ring to where uh that's the thing that i'm starting to get better at now that i've had a so many matches, but it's still, you know, I think a lot of people, they still, everyone wants to do a good job and they don't want to a slack and they don't want to be seen as somebody who's not going to be a trying their hardest or somebody who's just going to be like, oh, let's take it easier tonight, brother. Like, honestly, like we, it's like, we all know we're supposed to be like that, but nobody wants to be like that unless, you know, people who are like, we are where we're just kind of still, uh, coming up and trying to build a good body of work. Facts. A hundred percent facts. Uh, hey, so you've been in a lot of different locker rooms. Like you said, you're starting to pick up some steam and stuff. So what I need is one do and one don't of the locker room. Mm, let's just see. I would say do, obviously, uh, just uh, say what's up and be respectful to everybody. And uh, as far as a don't, uh, let's just say there, there's a. I'm gonna go with the easy one. I'm gonna say a ball of a wrist tape on the ground. Don't don't <laughs> throw your ball of a wrist tape on the ground. Just throw it away. Just it's a not a hard. You see all these these gross, uh, sticky uh, tumbleweeds, and you know it's the, the the promoter's gonna get into trouble with the venue, and he's already working hard, and he's paying everybody so. Just throw away the balls of the wrist tape. Facts. 
Facts. All right. So we're going to get into the best segment of the three count podcast. You know, it used to be the Red Dogs power rankings, which I refuse to acknowledge that they've been retired. It's not happening, Chaz. Sorry. Just not going to be a thing. Anyway, this is the three count podcast, 10 count questions. And Mr. Primo, this is how it works. I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast. Whatever your answer is, that's your answer. All right. I'm ready. So we're going to put on the imaginary timer for added pressure. Bing! And in the words of Mike Goldberg, here we go. Smackdown or Raw? Uh, Raw. Favorite actor? Uh, 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 Nelson Mandela. <laughs> All right. Pineapples or anchovies on pizza? Uh, neither. <laughs> Favorite cartoon? Muppet Babies. Yes. That's the first time I've heard that answer on this show. I love it. It's just a good show. I mean, I remember it being a good show. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Chicago or New York? Uh, New York. Uh, favorite movie? Uh, a- uh, Aliens. I love Aliens. That's a great one. Marvel or DC? Uh, Marvel. Favorite podcast? Let's go with the talk is a Jericho. I like that one. Uh, nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast. I would like to see a Ricky Starks. I would love to see Ricky Starks on this show. <laughs> and then last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person who comes on this show. Favorite curse word? Uh, Astuna! <laughs> love it. <laughs> but, well, those are all my heavy-hitting questions. The last thing I need is for our listeners and our viewers to know where they can find you. All right, yeah. I, I think my... my by a brain of malfunction there with the actor question that was literally the first thing on my mind i don't know why i said a the name of a of a apartheid activist in nelson mandela but it was it was I, there was just a cross the wire there from all the above you can find me on the social media at best pizza chef on a twitter luigi primo pwr on instagram and i'm also on a cameo luigi primo and a big uh, LuigiPrimo.BigCartels.com for a merch. ProWrestlingTees.com slash LuigiPrimo. Well, there you go. He gave you his handles. He told you where you could find his merch. So, like every great part of a wrestling match, we got to take this home. Because this is the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering, and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up that mountain called wrestling. But like every good Sherpa, it's never about me. It's about Who's entering the ring? So who's entering the ring? You see him right there. The man who makes the best pizzas in the world. It should be illegal. It is Luigi Primo. So you guys know what to do. Tune in to the next episode and be there. Or you're legit following us on all of our social media platforms, which are right here down below. You're even going on our YouTube page and, you know, you're subscribed to us there. You're following us on Spotify. You're leaving us those five-star frog splash reviews on Apple Podcasts. You're even buying our merch on ProWrestlingTees.com, four sides to three count podcast. You're doing all that stuff. You're telling your friends about us, and then you're even leaving comments on all of our videos. You're doing all that stuff, or you're really just kind of waiting for this episode to end. You're waiting for the outro, 
and then you're choosing another episode to listen to. Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod, give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give subscribe, turn the bell on, turn on notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. At prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So. Show us some support, please.